The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present Terry's Mysterious Moments. Welcome to Season 2 of Terry's Mysterious Moments. Thank you for listening to the show. I hope you find something interesting. Or maybe something spooky. Or maybe something just... Mysterious. Good evening, everybody. Glad to be back from the Thanksgiving break. I hope everybody had a good time, had a good week, had a safe week, and didn't get attacked by the tryptophan demon too much out of the turkey. I want to start this week, and it may be a two-parter, about Washington, D.C. And Washington, D.C., with all of its problems, all of its fights and things that go on there, has a history of hauntings. Should be. I mean, it's over 200 years old, so we should have some history there. There are a number of haunted locations in Washington, D.C., and the city, of course, is the capital of the United States, and it was founded pursuant to an act of Congress on July 16, 1790. The city of Washington was originally a separate municipality within the territory of Columbia, until an act of Congress in 1871 effectively merged Georgetown, the city of Washington, and the territory of Columbia into a single entity called the District of Columbia. Washington, D.C. has been the site of military battles, deadly duels, assassinations, untimely deaths, and associated tragedies. There are some reportedly haunted locations that are very notable. They include the United States Capitol Building, Capitol Hill, the White House, Lafayette Square, 
and nearby buildings, Independence Avenue Southwest, the Octagon House, Chinatown, the National Theater, the Hayes Adams Hotel, the Woodrow Wilson House, the Omni Shoreham Hotel, and others. The United States Capitol Building is reputedly haunted by many past representatives of the United States House of Representatives and government officials, officers who served during the American Revolutionary War, workers who died during its construction, and a demon black cat that is said to make appearances just before national tragedies or changes in presidential administration. A very high number of apparitions of deceased American presidents have been reported in the White House, the most of which is Abraham Lincoln, reported even by later presidents such as Harry S. Truman and the apparitions of presidents Thomas Jefferson, Andrew Jackson, and John Tyler have all been witnessed as have the spirits of many first ladies. The President's Park, Lafayette Park, and nearby buildings are reported to be home to ghosts such as Philip Barton Key II and Stephen Decatur, who died there following pistol duels. The Octagon is supposedly one of the most haunted buildings in D.C., with sightings of its past occupants and African-American slaves who once worked there. The National Theater is said to be haunted by the actor John McCullough, who was murdered in the 1880s there by a fellow actor. The Hayes Adams Hotel is claimed to be the host of the ghost of Marion Clover Hooper Adams, who was the wife of Henry Brooks Adams, the celebrated 19th century American journalist, historian, and novelist, and who is also the grandson of John Quincy Adams, the former president. The Woodrow Wilson House is allegedly haunted by former President Woodrow Wilson himself, who spent his final years in illness there before dying in his bedroom in 1924. Houses in the Georgetown area of the city are reported to be haunted by figures from colonial times, including slaves, merchants, and children. Staff and guests of the Omni Shoreham Hotel have told stories about faint voices, cold breezes, and doors slamming shut and opening, and televisions and lights turning on and off by themselves. Let's start with the United States Capitol building. It's considered to be one of the most haunted buildings in Washington City. The first apparition to be seen there was in the 1860s as the Capitol was being completed. Several spirits are said to haunt the Capitol due to tragedies associated with its construction. One such ghost is said to be that of a worker who died after a fall during the construction of the rotunda and who is now occasionally seen floating beneath the dome carrying a tray of woodworking tools. Another spirit is allegedly a stonemason who died crushed to death beneath a wall which collapsed or perhaps murdered by a co-worker and who is seen in the old senate chambers or passing through a wall in the basement beneath the senate. Many politicians with strong personalities and a powerful attachment to the institution of Congress are reputed still to roam the halls of Congress long after their deaths. The shades of Representative Joseph Cannon, a Republican from Illinois and Speaker of the House from 1903 to 1911, and Representative Champ Clark, a Democrat from Missouri and Speaker from 1911 to 1919, 
are claimed to occasionally return to the dark chamber of the House of Representatives after midnight and after a loud rap from a gavel resume the strong angry debates they once had in real life. Members of the U.S. Capitol Police have claimed to have seen Senator and from 1852 to 1854 Representative Thomas Hart Benton sitting at a desk in National Statuary Hall, although it has not been used as a legislative chamber since 1857. The ghost of former Representative Wilbur Mills, who is a Democrat from Arkansas, has been seen near Mills' former office late at night. Pierre Charles L'Enfant, who was not a politician, but was a brevet major during the American Revolutionary War, who served with George Washington at Valley Forge. In 1791, Lan was appointed architect and planner of the new city of Washington in the District of Columbia. Although he submitted grandiose plans for the new capital city, his plans were never fully adopted and President Washington dismissed him. Lanfon spent much of the rest of his life attempting to wrest a monetary payment from Congress and he died in poverty in 1825. Eyewitnesses, however, claim to have seen his spirit walking through the Capitol, head down, murmuring to himself, with the plans for the capital city tucked under his arm. The Capitol has also been witness to murder and death. Representative William P. Talby had been a congressman from Kentucky from 1884 to 1888. Charles E. Kincaid, a journalist for the Louisville Times, had accused Talby of adultery and involvement in a patent office scandal which had ruined Talby's career. On February 28, 1890, the ex-congressman and the reporter ran into one another in the Capitol and Talby assaulted and embarrassed Kincaid by tweaking the much smaller man's nose. Kincaid ran home, grabbed a pistol, and when he encountered Talby on a marble staircase leading from the house chamber down to the dining room, shot him in the face. He hit Talby right below the left eye, and Talby died two weeks later. Kincaid was acquitted after claiming self-defense. Journalists and others claim that whenever a reporter slips on those steps, it's Talby's ghost getting some revenge, and said that he occasionally appears. Former President and then-Representative John Quincy Adams suffered a stroke at his desk in the House chamber on February 21, 1848, and was taken to the Speaker's room. His physical condition was too precarious to permit him to be moved, and he died at the Capitol two days later. Many people claim to have heard Adams' ghost denouncing slavery late at night in National Statuary Hall, and one congressional staff member claims that by standing in the spot where Adam's desk once stood, a person can still hear the former president's ghostly whisper. James A. Garfield was a member of the House from 1863 to 1881 before assuming the presidency in March of 1881. Garfield was shot by Charles Guiteau, a disgruntled office seeker on July 2, 1881, at 9.30 a.m., as he walked through the 6th Street Station of the Baltimore and Potomac Railroad in Washington. Garfield died of heart failure brought on by blood poisoning, which itself was caused by poor medical care, on September 19, 1881. Garfield lingered from July 2, 1881 to September 19, 1881, and he died while recuperating at a beach house near Long Branch, New Jersey. Witnesses have seen Garfield's specter 
walking solemnly through the halls of Congress. Not all Capitol hauntings are related to people who work there. The, quote, demon cat, unquote, is alleged to prowl the halls of Congress and make appearances just before a national tragedy or make appearances just before a change in presidential administration. It was first seen in the early part of the 19th century, and a night watchman shot at it in 1862. It has also been seen by other night watchmen and members of the Capitol Police. It appeared before the assassination of President Abraham Lincoln. It appeared before the October 1929 stock market crash, and it appeared before the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. The cat has not only been seen in the halls, but has repeatedly appeared in Washington's tomb. The tomb, which isn't actually used as a tomb, but it was built two levels below the crypt beneath the Capitol Rotunda, was an original feature of the Capitol. It was planned as a resting place for George Washington and members of his family, but the Washington family politely declined. So the tomb stands empty, although from 1865 to 2009, when it was moved to the United States Capitol Visitor Center, the Lincoln catafalque, the thing that held his casket while he lay in state, was stored there. The specters of at least two soldiers are said to haunt the Capitol. A few eyewitnesses have claimed that whenever an individual lies in state in the rotunda, a World War I doughboy momentarily appears, salutes, then disappears. A second apparition, which eyewitnesses say is the ghost of an American Revolutionary War soldier, has also appeared at the Washington tomb. According to several stories, the soldier appears, moves around the Lincoln catafalque, and then passes out the door into the hallway before disappearing. Now, Capitol Hill is one of the largest and most densely populated neighborhoods in Washington, D.C. It is bounded by F Street Northeast on the north, and Southeast-Southwest Freeway on the south. The U.S. Capitol marks its western boundary, while the Anacostia River is its eastern limit. Although Capitol Hill has been home to many of the city's powerful, its hauntings appear to be few. One ghost, however, is said to haunt First Street Northeast. Joseph Holt was Judge Advocate General of the United States Army from 1862 to 1875. He presided over the trials of the Lincoln assassination conspirators. During the trials, accused conspirators Dr. Samuel Mudd, who'd set John Wilkes Booth's broken leg without knowing who he was, and Mary Surratt, who owned the boarding house where the conspirators met to plan their foul deeds, were held at the old Capitol prison, which was opposite from the U.S. Capitol building. The modern-day United States Supreme Court building stands on the site today. After Holt retired, he allegedly became a recluse in his Capitol Hill home. Although the Holt house no longer exists, local residents have seen Holt's ghost walking down First Street Northeast in a blue suit and cape, pondering the guilt of Mud and Surratt as he heads for the site of the old Capitol prison. Capitol Hill's other hauntings are associated with the two military installations in that part of the city. At the official residence of the Commandant of the Marine Corps Barracks and Parade Ground on 8th Street Southeast, there are stories which talk about rustling papers, the sound of a man pacing, and the appearance 
of Samuel Nicholas, who was the first commandant of the Marine Corps. At the nearby Washington Navy Yard, at 8th Street Southeast and M Street Southeast, the ghost of Commodore Thomas Tingey is said to stare out of the upper windows of the Tingey House, the traditional residence of the commander of the Navy Yard. Local residents and press reports also tell stories about Old Howard, a cantankerous former U.S. Marine who lived in the 1860s in a two-story house between G and I Street Southeast, who now haunts it, harassing the occupants and acting much like a poltergeist. Now the White House. The White House is the oldest building on President's Park. A design was chosen and construction began in 1792, and the building, although unfinished, was opened for occupancy on November 1, 1800. The first people to occupy the building were President John Adams and his wife Abigail. Parts of the mansion were unfinished, including the cavernous East Room. With running water not installed until 1834, water had to be brought into the house by jug and heated for bathing or laundry to be done. Abigail Adams often hung the family's laundry up to dry in the drafty East Room. The ghost of Abigail Adams has been seen since shortly after her death in 1818. Her arms extended as if she were still carrying laundry into the East Room, accompanied by the smell of soap or damp clothing. In Puerto Rico, we call ourselves Boricua. We are proud, passionate, and full of life. On our island, adventure finds you. Strangers aren't strangers for long. The size of the audience doesn't change the beauty of the music. And we celebrate every last ray of sun. Live Boricua. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Household staff and the Taft administration even observed her walking through walls. Abraham Lincoln. The White House's most famous alleged apparition is that of Abraham Lincoln. Eleanor Roosevelt never admitted to having seen Lincoln's ghost, but did say that she felt his presence repeatedly throughout the White House. Mrs. Roosevelt also said that the family dog, Fala, would sometimes bark for no reason at what she felt was Lincoln's ghost. President Dwight David Eisenhower's press secretary, James Haggerty, and Liz Carpenter, press secretary to First Lady, Lady Bird Johnson, both said they felt Lincoln's presence many times. The former president's footsteps are also said to be heard in the hall outside the Lincoln bedroom. As reputable an eyewitness as Lillian Rogers Parks admitted in her autobiography, My 30 Years Backstairs at the White House, that she had heard them. Margaret Truman, daughter of President Harry S. Truman, said she heard a specter rapping at the door of the Lincoln bedroom when she stayed there and believed it was Lincoln. President Truman himself was once awakened by raps at the door while spending a night in the Lincoln bedroom. Others have actually seen an apparition of the former president. 
The first person reported to have actually seen Lincoln's spirit was First Lady Grace Coolidge, who said she saw the ghost of Lincoln standing at a window in the yellow oval room, staring out at the Potomac. Winston Churchill, Theodore Roosevelt, and Maureen Reagan and her husband have all claimed to have seen a spectral Lincoln in the White House. A number of staff members of the Franklin Roosevelt administration claimed to have seen Lincoln's spirit. And on one occasion, Roosevelt's personal valet ran screaming from the White House claiming he had seen Lincoln's ghost. Perhaps the most famous incident was in 1942 when Queen Wilhelmina of the Netherlands heard footsteps outside her White House bedroom and answered a knock on the door only to see Lincoln in frock coat and top hat standing in front of her. She promptly fainted. Several unnamed witnesses have claimed to have seen the shade of Abraham Lincoln actually lying down on the bed in the Lincoln bedroom which was used as a meeting room at the time of his administration, and others have seen Lincoln sit on the edge of the bed and put his boots on. Most famous witness to the latter was Mary Aben, Eleanor Roosevelt's secretary, who saw Lincoln pulling on his boots, after which she ran screaming from the room. The last sighting of Lincoln's ghost was in the early 1980s, when Tony Savoy, White House operations foreman, came into the White House and saw Lincoln sitting in a chair at the top of some stairs. Abraham Lincoln is not the only Lincoln ghost, however, that witnesses claim to have seen in the White House. He had a young son named Willie. Abraham's 11-year-old son died in the White House of typhoid on February 20, 1862. Willie Lincoln's ghost was first seen in the White House by staff members of the Grant administration in the 1870s but has appeared as recently as the 1960s under President Linda Baines Johnson's administration, whose college-aged daughter, Linda Bird Johnson Robb, saw the ghost and claims to have talked with him. Other presidents, as well as first ladies, are also said to haunt the White House. Witnesses in the past two centuries have reported that Thomas Jefferson can be heard playing his violin in the Yellow Oval Room. President Andrew Jackson is said to be seen lying on what is thought to be his old bed in the Queen's bedroom, also known as the Rose Room, and his guttural laugh has been heard in the White House since the beginning of the 1860s. First Lady Press Secretary Liz Carpenter heard the laugh and swore it was Jackson's, and Mary Todd Lincoln claimed to have heard the stomping and swearing of an invisible presence, which she claimed was the uncouth Jackson. White House seamstress Lillian Rogers Parks said she was sewing in the Queen's bedroom and felt a presence, cold air, and then the hand on the back of her chair. She quickly left the room and for the rest of her time in the White House refused to enter the room again without at least one other person accompanying her. The spirit of William Henry Harrison, it is claimed, haunts the attic, and President John Tyler allegedly haunts the Blue Room. First Lady Frances Folsom Cleveland, who was married to President Grover Cleveland in the White House's Blue Room in 1886, is widely claimed to haunt the room where she was married and was seen there after her death in 1947. Well, that's all we're going to get to tonight. There will be another story coming up to finish off the White House hauntings and the 
hauntings of Washington, D.C. I thank you for listening in. I hope you enjoyed it. It's good to be back. I had a pleasant Thanksgiving. I hope you did too. Remember that you can download the RPA app from your app store, whether it be Apple or Android. You can download that. You can install it on your device. And that way you don't have to go looking for our shows. They'll come to you. The four shows connected with RPA are, of course, Real Paranormal Activity with Aaron Hunter on Mondays, Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail on Tuesdays, Terry's Mysterious Moments with me, Terry, on Wednesdays, and The Sandman Lullaby with Patrick Sean Jones on occasional Thursdays. Anyway, that's all I'm going to do for tonight. I'm going to thank you again for listening. Hope you'll come back next week to hear the rest of this story. Good night. therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule and of course the cost well better help can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule it's surprisingly affordable too connect with a credentialed therapist by phone video or online chat all from the comfort of your home visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10 percent on your first month that's better help h-e-l-p